we're lucky to be in a in a work environment where it's not about the politics it's not about you know who's doing what it's it's that team team bond and the love of what you're doing that keeps things strong and 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 moving forward this is the deep in the weeds podcast i'm anthony huckstep Running a restaurant not only requires the managing of all the varying perceptions of each diner, but also managing the team and consistently delivering on your promise. We've talked about the relationship between the back of house and front of house in delivering and offering. But how do you get the balance right? How do you get the communication levels right to ensure customer satisfaction? Adele Pollard is the co-owner of The Topery in South Australia. Adele, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. It's good to get you on the show. You're um, pretty busy um, with your um, husband, Kane, as well, with an incredible business, the Topiary, which has won many accolades. Um, What's it been like at the moment? We're in spring. How are things? Yeah, really good. Really good. Thank you. Um, thanks for having me on the show. It's definitely something we have loved watching and listening to um, and, yeah, being a part of. So thank you for the inclusion. Um, Topery has um, been booming. Um, this has been the best winter. We've just come out of the best winter that we've had um, for the last 10 years. And um, hopefully this spring um, with this gorgeous weather we're having, um, we'll just continue to do the same. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very exciting, very exciting times ahead. Uh, you've uh, sort of look after the front of house and the and the all the background of the topiary, and we often see Kane in in the media. What's it like trying to strike that balance of running a family business and and getting everything right? <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a process, um, a journey of learning, and yeah, we feel like we're finally starting to hit our straps and um, finding some balance has been amazing um, in achieving that as well. So I think, yeah, it's been um, incredible that we've been able to work together um, to run to run the restaurant and, you know, always um, always sort of having each other's backs and um, being able to talk and bounce ideas off of each other just helps with finding that balance. Um, yeah, um, it's it's yeah always been something that we've tried to work towards, but I think in the beginning you're just so involved in the business that, you know, um, taking a step outside to sort of look in, um, you always struggle to find the time to do that. But um, lately we've been able to do that and, yeah, things have been growing steadily ever since. Well, I want to explore that and also the transformation that the Topiary has had over the last decade or so. But um, take us back to when you were young. What, What sort of role did food play in your family? Oh, food was huge. We were a, like, massive food family. Um, I guess any adventure, whether it was, like, fishing or, you know, just gathering, it was always, you know, food was at the heart of everything we did. Um, my dad's Italian, so I've got a bit of Italian background and then mum's English, but, you know, they love their they love their food just as much. Um, so anything we did um, was always, you know, there was always a food element to it, Um they weren't from a hospitality background, but always just 
you know, were super hospitable. And, um, you know, I remembered as a child setting the table for mum and dad because they'd have their dinner parties at their house and I'd set their, um, set the table for them and, and their friends. And, yeah, um, so it's always been a huge part of what we've done. Um, you know, I've got um, my nonna, you know, every time you go, f- go over and visit, it's always about the food. Um, so it's always been huge. Um part of what we've done and then yeah bringing it together in a professional sense is just yeah giving giving it that extra element of fun and enjoyment yeah loved it are there any sort of um, dishes or feasts or celebrations that you remember from when you were young that you can tell us about oh I guess Christmas is always the fun one there's always you know um, multiple courses so you sort of end up wearing your like loose pants to Christmas lunch because <laughs> you know you're like got seven courses of you know huge amounts of food to come um, and it's always sort of a like long drawn out lunch across the day which is you know incredible and um, just gives you time to share stories with the family that you know you may not have caught up with for for um, a while and um, so. Yeah, um, we, yeah, Christmas is probably like the time, um, the, the, you know, the food, uh, the biggest food time of the year for us. And yeah, just, um, we often, you know, recently we've been, um, we pair wines and everyone sort of comes up with a course and, you know, whether it be something that's, you know, something serious or a, a funny food memory and, yeah, pairing it with an incredible local wine, um, it always just sort of brings that extra element of community and, you know, um, belonging, I guess, to the meal and, yeah, yeah, so – Christmas time is always like a bit of a special food memory and like every year it just, yeah, you've got that sentiment and, yeah, big part of what we do. You mentioned it's been interesting uh, transferring that sort of love of food within your family into a professional sense. Was a career in hospitality something you always thought about or when was that sort of moment when you wanted to move into hospitality? Yeah, no, it was um, never something that I had um, envisaged for myself. I think growing up, um, you know, was sort of always people would sort of say, oh, you know, be a teacher, you get the holidays and as a mom you get to spend time with the family. So, And my dad was a teacher so I sort of, you know, followed in the footsteps um, and that's where originally, yeah, my sort of headspace was at and my direction. Um, so I did that and I did it for a, like a very short time and I had met Kane by then and, um he was sort of like looking to move out of working nights because I was going to be a teacher and we wanted to spend time together. Um, but yeah, it turns out like we went, we got married and um, ended up going on our honeymoon and um, we went around and we just ate our way around Tasmania and that we just followed the amazing food um, and restaurants that are there. And just, I just fell in love with hospitality and that vibe that you get when you're in a restaurant. And yeah, I think that was like a big turning point for me. Um, 
realizing that there was this whole other world out there, something that I had never envisaged and, yeah, something that I enjoyed being involved in and, yeah, being I think the actual turning point was um, being at Stillwater Restaurant in Tasmania and watching Bianca on the floor and I watched her move move around the restaurant with like grace, such grace and um, professionalism. And I said to Kane, I was like, oh, that that watching her just makes me want to be involved in restaurants. Um, and yeah, we got back to Adelaide and um, spent a day sort of with our friends out at a food festival and that was the day we were talking about food and hospitality and that was the day I, I remember it and I thought, no, that's it, I'm changing my career. I want to go in into, yeah, um, our own business. So here we are 10 years later. <laughs> Yeah, complete change of direction um, and definitely not where I thought I would be. Um, so, yeah, that's been that's been incredible. As you made that transition into the industry, were you surprised about the realities of it once you sort of stepped in? Uh, I think I, I fell in love with the buzz and the sense of community and like that team vibe that you get when you're working in a really tight-knit team. I know, I think, I, I haven't been any, I haven't worked anywhere else in hospitality other than the Topri. Uh, so I haven't had that reality check, I don't think. Because um, <laughs> it's like, it feels like a whole other world being at Topri. I think it's like predominantly days and it's, you know, we're out of the city you sort of nestled into this little valley and in the middle of nature. So it's really different to, I guess, just working in a normal bar or restaurant in the city. So I don't know that I've had that reality check yet. <laughs> it may be to come. Who knows? <laughs> well, tell us about the beginnings and that uh, of the topiary for you and, and how it all started. Um, yeah, so I, it was in the works. Kane um, had been working at Topiary for a couple of years already by this point. And um, he'd been talking with my dad um, about um, setting up their own little place and, you know, sort of doing their own thing. And then um, they realised that maybe purchasing the topiary might be an option so uh, they went ahead with that and then yeah after spending some time in Tasmania sort of reflecting on life and what I wanted to do where I wanted to be um, and seeing how you know well Kane and I bounce off of each other um, I think that was that's when we were really like that's when the decision was made to work together in a business and um yeah um that's yeah that's where it sort of all the storming happened and yeah we en ended up working front of house they needed a restaurant manager it was something I'd never done before and was terrified of absolutely terrified of um but I knew he needed me and there was no way I was going to let him down. So I like, I walked through those doors <laughs> and I just thought I can do this. Um, 
and yeah, ended up absolutely falling in love with the role, with the people. I think that's that's always been like at the forefront of anything I've done is just that need to connect with people. Um, and I think that's why I love what I do and it's really hard to step away from. Um, yeah, yeah. Most people in any field work on the job and on the go and, and pick things up. What, what were some of the real turning points for you in, the, in that role that sort of gave you the confidence to deliver what, what was required at the Tokyo? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it, it, took, it took a few years to really feel like I was embracing and doing well in the role. I think... Um, I'm always so hard on myself and always just want to make sure everything's perfect. And I know that's not reality, but, you know, I, yeah, it, it took, it took a few years to settle in. And I think one turning point was, um, we had, have this amazing, um, team member, Sue, who has worked with us for years and years and had has worked at Topri for almost 20 or 20 years now. And she said to me, we're having a really, um, really great day. And we had one particular person that just, you know, from the moment they walked in the door, you couldn't do anything that was going to please them, you know. Um, and, you know, I was really down downtrodden by this person. And Sue turned around and said, you know, our job is always to just, you know, turn around someone's day. You know, they may, you've got no idea what's been going on for them. And if you can, if while they're here at Topri or while they're here in our space and in our care, you know, if you can do everything in your um, power to try and turn things around for them, you know, you've done your job. And I think that was, that was a huge turning point in giving me the confidence to move forward and to, you know, really take care of our guests in a way that, you know, you don't get any in any old little place. So it's, yeah, it, that was, that was a big one for me because I feel like I was doing that anyway and in, in my own way and just realizing that, you know, we can make a difference in people's lives, even if it's just, you know, putting a coffee down in front of them or, you know, that was, that was empowering, I guess. So yeah, from then on, it just, yeah, grew and yeah, became a whole, whole nother, I guess, career for me. Yeah. Tell us a bit about the restaurant when you guys first took it over and start, started to make it your own compared to sort of where it is now. How how much has it changed? It's, it's changed a great deal. Yeah. It's, um, it started off as more of a cafe um, and, you know, we were serving breakfast and doing really nice little lunches, um, but it's really evolved and I think like, we were so young when we took it over. We, we were just young and we were just, you know, ready to um, take on the world. So, you know, there's probably things that we would change if we had to go back and do it all again, but at the same time, you know, it's it's all part of our story. So it, it was, you know, we were serving, you know, Kane was serving volivants and, you know, <laughs> teas and it was very tea-focused and high tea and, you know, it had that English vibe to it. So it was, you know, little tea house style um, place. 
and then that sort of like started to evolve when Kane got in the mix. You know, he'd come from a really amazing breakfast fo- focused um, restaurant in the city and sort of brought that vibe up to Topri. So um, the breakfast started to evolve and, you know, um, and then that just brought a whole new crowd through, which was really exciting. So then they started getting excited about the change as well. I think everyone's like a lot of our customers have sort of gone on that journey with us. They've seen us and watched us evolve over the 10 years to become, you know, highly, you know, localized. We, you know, support all the people around us. And I think that's, that's where, you know, those changes have come in from, we were buying products in and sort of putting them on the plate with the high teas and, you know, in terms of the jam and things like that. Whereas, you know, that all changed and to the point where we made everything on site. So doing that sort of gave us the power of understanding what we're putting down on the pl- on the table in front of our guests. And so then that, that helps with the conversation. So then your service begins to change as well and that care and love for what you're doing can sort of be seen from the kitchen right through to, you know, on the floor with our beautiful um, team members and, yeah, and then filter through to the customers. So it's, yeah, it's it's very evolved now. We ended up, you know, we're doing dinners um, Friday nights and we've had many um, little small weddings and events come through um, Topri. So it's, it's definitely changed from that little tea house serving cake and coffee to, yeah, somewhere you can go for a beautiful meal at night. So, yeah, it's been exciting to watch. <laughs> There's a real catch cry and a lot of talk about, cooking local and um, connecting with local growers across the whole industry. But the Topris are a real example of, of doing that with the local community. Tell us a bit about the local area and uh, the producers that you work with and, and how it all works at the Topri. Oh, absolutely. Um, so we connect um, with our local um, farmers, um, mostly um, from the markets. We go to the markets every Sunday morning. Um, we connect, so like that, and I guess that come, you know, that that connection sort of dictates what goes on the plate at the end of the day um, because that changes from week to week as well. So um, we, yeah, um, we've got all the beautiful producers um, of vegetables and fruit at the markets. Uh, we use milk um, from up the road in Lobethal. Um, we, yeah, we've got a, our amazing friend Marlene who lives just up the road and she grows a lot of um, what we use for garnishes and um you know, like our beautiful edible flowers and things like that. And I guess oh, we've we've always been working towards um, that local and sustainable sort of headset and mind frame of mind. And with that, you know, connecting with those people around just helps that build that support network within your area. So it ends up, you know, they talk to other people and then you you end up with these amazing, beautiful connections that happen organically just through meeting people and that has just been absolutely um, invaluable, you know, um, working with Gua Pipico. Um, that, that's something that we have 
um, done for years, go onto the beaches and um, harvest cockles for ourselves. Just you know, you know, go out, go down there and and cook up a meal on the beach. Um, but to do that and bring that to the topiary through an amazing company like Gua Pipico is just you know, so, so valuable and just supporting our beautiful local producers just helps, you know, that um, localization movement that's happening, you know, trying to combat all the globalization that's happened over the years. So, um, yeah, hopefully that helps to build the community, build, bring stronger, you know, um, bonds and, yeah, um, yeah. You mentioned uh, Bianca Welsh, one of Australia's um, best front of house professionals as as inspiration to sort of make that step into the industry. How do you get the best out of your staff? What's your approach um, now you're running your own establishment? Oh, I guess leading by example is, you know, probably the obvious one. But, you know, we've, Kane and I have worked in the business the whole 10 years, um, which has, I think, helped um, build, you know, build that bond with our team and um, strengthen the team. But I guess at the end of the day, you know, we can't be there forever. So we've had to flip the headset and try and empower our team to to take on these roles and take them on in a way that suits the way they learn, the way their style of service, and um, yeah, really give give them the reins, sort of give them the tools with structure, and um, teach them sort of how how we you know would like things to be done, and I guess really look at the. Um, our values and um, when they understand what our values are, the rest seems to come fairly easily Um, and, you know, they end up producing um, service in a way that is really reflective of um, what what we regard and value highly. Um, So I think, yeah, that, that, that has been a process of like letting go of, you know, every little thing, every little detail, but also empowering our team to pick up on those details and then, you know, deliver in their own way. What's the dynamic like with, with you and Kane? And I've spoken to Martin, Ben and Vicky Wilde, and I know that she's his number one taste tester and not much ever gets on a menu in their restaurants unless Vicky gives it a tick. What's, what's, what's the relationship like with, with you and Kane in regards to the overall package and offering with the restaurant? Yeah, I, I can totally relate. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when, yeah, in the depths of it, when we were working, you know, six days a week together, that it was, you know, he'd make something and it, it, if, if, it didn't make it past me. It didn't. It didn't make it onto the menu. <laughs> he, he would always like look at my reaction and sort of know whether it was it was hitting the mark or not. And um, yeah, so it's very very similar. You know, I think lately there's definitely been um, Kane's sort of been doing his own thing. He's had that bit bit more autonomy, and because I've sort of been out of the restaurant for the last year and a half. Um, but 
I think moving forward, um, we'll get back to our roots and back to that sort of, you know, that really strong bond of, you know, they make it and then we test it out the front. And because I guess our connection, you know, my connection to the front of house it helps it helps them connect with what's going to work in the kitchen too. Um, understanding what the customers, yeah, um, are going to are going to want, um, yeah, is is really important too. I think we we're not a walk part um, walk by destination. You you have to jump in your car and come to Topri. So once once we get those customers in you know, we need to make sure that they're having the best experience possible. So, yeah, he definitely, definitely runs things past me and does the old taste test. <laughs> and the poor thing, he's had to <laughs> endure some of my feedback, over, critical feedback over the years. But, you know, <laughs> it, it toughens him, I think. <laughs> you mentioned something really interesting at the top of the show about where Topri is at the moment and you've sort of been working in the background to develop the business rather than sort of in the business what's the result of that been and and what's the next sort of six months to a year looking like as a result oh good question yeah so I think for years like I said we'd sort of been working in the business and you know our accountant would always say to us work in the business not at work on the business not in the business and we'd sit there and shrug our shoulders and say how do we do that you know we're a small family business we need to get in there and make sure things are happening and I think it wasn't until we were forced to step back and not be so involved that we have been able to breathe and work on the business and we're like it was sort of like a click moment for us we're like oh this is what she'd been saying this whole time (laughs) because we were starting to see results of us not being there um as much you know so and actually working on the business um so we've been able to do a rebrand um which hopefully will be completely finished um soon and we'll be able to do it sort of do our 10-year celebrations with a new um rebrand and stuff that we've got coming through and um yeah moving uh, forward the next six to 12 months um we've yeah we've we're like looking at different avenues of opening up a new place as well in a different location sort of learning from things that have happened in the past and you know being able to almost start fresh in a new space but still have like Topri's still kicking goals so it's not going anywhere either but you know the possibility of another venue opening is like really exciting at the moment too so so, um, yeah, so who, we're not sure on time frame yet for that one, but um, it's definitely something in the works. Um, there's been, you know, some consultation stuff happening and, um, yeah, looking at, yeah, just really focusing on some really important things that I guess matter, like, you know, that whole the whole movement um, towards localization and trying to sort of make that a really big thing um here in South Australia is like really it's really exciting um and feels like it's getting traction so yeah 
We've done incredible things over the last decade uh, with your husband, Kane, with the topiary. Um, what is it that you love about what you do? Oh, I mean, I love being able to make somebody's day. I think seeing people's reactions to having an experience that they often don't expect um, at Topri, um, I think that that is what we get the biggest kick out of and, you know, it keeps us going. And I think a lot of people come up not knowing what to expect, especially walking into a food venue that's in a nursery, you know, I think in Australia there's certain connotations as to what that is, um, but we're sort of breaking those barriers down in having something that, you know, to us makes a lot of sense, something, you know, a restaurant with a menu that changes constantly and evolves with the seasons, with the years and times. Um, I think that progression and moving forward, um, that's what keeps me here and that's what keeps me going and excited in my role. I think, you know, we, we're we lucky to be in a, in a work environment where it's not about the politics, it's not about, you know, who's doing what, it's, it's that team, team bond and the love of what you're doing that keeps things strong and, and, and moving forward. And I think that's what keeps me coming back every time I sort of think, oh, maybe I might move in a different direction. Something comes up and stops me from doing it. I think, no, this is where I'm meant to be. (laughs) Well, Adele, it's been absolutely extraordinary having you on Deep in the Weeds today and very much look forward to seeing um, what does come from all of these plans in the next sort of couple of years um please keep in touch and we'll catch up again soon amazing thank you so much for having me on your show what an honor this is the deep in the weeds podcast i'm anthony huckstep stay tuned as we take a deep dive into the lives of the incredible people who ply their trade in the food and hospitality sector special thanks to executive producer rob lock for making this all happen Follow us on Instagram at Deep in the Weeds Podcast or email us at podcast at deepintheweeds.com.au. Stay safe and be well.